Hi guys, welcome to the Mindful Loving Project podcast where you will hear the stories of everyday people that have turned their pain into peace, power, and purpose. Get ready to expand your mind, find peace within your struggles, and learn new tools to face life more boldly. We are all in this together. So before we get into this amazing talk today, I want to introduce you to my one-on-one eight-week coaching program called Empowered Living. This is for single men and women who are wanting to experience a healthy kind of love, the feeling as though they keep attracting or going back to the wrong people. This is for you if you're trying to stay positive and move forward, but feeling disempowered by your past, or if you know in your heart that you were meant for more, but you just lack the confidence and tools to up-level to that empowered version of yourself. If this is you, I got you covered. In these eight weeks together, we're going to take a deep dive into your history of toxic dating patterns, identify your attachment style, and why you keep repeating and attracting those same unusual behaviors. We're going to rebuild your identity and get crystal clear on what you want in love so that you begin attracting healthier experiences into your life. We're going to heal your unresolved emotions and traumas that you still carry in your body and mind using powerful and quick tools in neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis. We're going to reshape your belief system so that you see yourself as the queen or king that you are. And most importantly, we're going to create a daily empowerment ritual specifically designed to support you unconditionally on this beautiful journey of coming back to yourself. You deserve the absolute best, and it is my ultimate pleasure to guide you there. So to learn more about Empowered Living, you can visit jessicadesilva.co or click the link in the Mindful Loving Project podcast description. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. So today on the podcast, we have Megan Lee Joy, who is just such a beautiful and vibrant soul. She's founder and host of the TV show, Find Your Joy, which I know will be turning into a podcast soon. She's also an actress and just a conscious content creator, literally spreading positivity everywhere she goes. And for today's occasion, she will be sharing her story of overcoming toxic dating patterns, her journey journey back to herself and her beautiful perspectives on dating today. So I hope you enjoy. Oh, Megan, thank you so much for being on the Mindful Loving Project podcast. You're so welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. And so, um, so this is really exciting because a little over a year ago, I connected with Megan via Gala Darlings. It's like a manifesting program that she had. Do you remember what it was called? Um, oh gosh, it was for one of her books, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool. Radical Radiance, yes. maybe? Yeah. Okay. That, that's probably what it was. Um, yeah. And so one of the assignments was to link up with a partner and share, you know, what we were grateful for on a daily basis. And I'm just so happy that I got linked up with you because, you know, I got to follow you after that and just see you know, all the positivity and goodness that you bring into this world. So Thank that's really you. cool. Same. Yeah. I felt the exact same way. It's been so nice to just 
like see one another grow and flourish it's been wonderful I know especially (laughs) since we like shared all of these like deep desires with each other (laughs) I love it I know so it's really cool so yeah can you share a little bit with our audience you know kind of what you're up to because I feel like you're always like you know, doing something really awesome for the, for this world and the people that follow you. So yeah. What exactly oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It is. I've kind of jumped off of this precipice recently. I feel like I'm in like a new level of life. <laughs> like I've, wow. I've, I beat a boss at the end of like a Mario level and now I'm in, the, now I'm in the next one. That's awesome. <laughs> so a lot more full than I'm used to. I've kind of switched lifestyles recently here. Um, So I've decided to work with a company more full-time called My Intent, which is this beautiful intentional jewelry company um, that heads workshops as well. So the concept is just to help people find their word like the Mm. word that they want to inspire them for the next year or through a project or through a hard time Um, that can also like you're wearing a daily reminder of this on your Mm. body. That's so beautiful. I love that. So it's totally resonated with me and the work I do. So it was, it was a perfect, it was a perfect matchup. Um, So I'm helping them brand and create fun marketing and beautiful curriculum to help the world and, inspire people into themselves. And so along those lines, I am creating my own podcast and TV show, which I have been for quite some time, just recently turned into a podcast. It's always been a TV show. Um, But how we filmed it was just so, so beautifully perfect for a podcast. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just magically also a podcast now. So I was able to link up with some really beautiful women and hear their stories. Mm. Um, And it was so interesting because I think when you and I talked about it last year, I was really looking for celebrities. Mm. Um, And then scheduling that just clearly did not work out very well. (laughs) Uh So I just set this intention for myself. This was a new practice for me. I was like, by this weekend or on this weekend, I'm going to be filming something. I don't care what it is. I want it to be in alignment with what I want to be creating. But like, I'm booking the studio, I'm bringing all my friends and we're like, I don't care what Mm -hmm. happens. I know we're going to be able to create at least some content, right? I can go on Instagram, I don't care. And it turned out to be exactly what I wanted it to be. It was like this, we had a beautiful set, we had magical people behind the camera, like the most perfect humans showed up to be interviewed. Wow. It, like I couldn't have, I couldn't have created it better if I tried to on purpose. So everything really does happen for a reason and yeah. timing and everything. Um, so that was really lovely to at least finally um, film. <laughs> yeah, releasing that's incredible. Is a whole another beast, but oh um, my gosh, yeah, yeah, that was that was a big hurdle. So that's kind of on a burner as well. Um, and then let's see, just life is stable for me now for the first time, maybe ever. Um, That's so great. Yeah. In what sense? Just so financially, um, with my romantic relationships, with my like friendships, family, um, yeah, I would say everything's on the most like balanced health 
most balanced, mm-hmm. like even keel that it's really ever been on. So I just turned 33. Nice. Um, Wait, when was your birthday? December 23rd. Oh, okay. Is that a Sagittarius? It's a Capricorn, but it's, it's right on the cusp. Okay. Okay, cool. I'm very cuspy. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I'm Capricorn and Aquarius. Oh my gosh. So. Yes, girl. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So it's like it's I'm in a different different space now and it's feeling mm-hmm. kind of new and different. Um, but I'm very grateful for you know, like mm-hmm. all of the work does lead somewhere mm-hmm. if you kind of just like learn to surrender and allow it to is the hardest part. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Allowing it to. And I'm actually I'm well, yeah. So this podcast is all about you know, getting more specific into learning about, you know, your, how you experience love and your mm-hmm. relationships and overcoming toxic dating patterns. And so you mentioned that you've had kind of a history of these rough dating patterns. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so many patterns. <laughs> so, oh, Lord. Okay, so this is good. And I'm, it seems like you're in a good place now, right? The best place. <laughs> wow. That's so awesome. So this is exactly what I wanted to like, Um, you know, teach my listeners or just give to them this, you know, show them the possibility of, you know, you can overcome these toxic dating patterns, you can find peace, you can find joy. So if you wouldn't mind sharing with us a little bit about your experience with love and overcoming these, these toxic cycles. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I how how do we begin? I know, right? Um, I realized a couple years ago that I had been in relationships for roughly fifteen years, so mm-hmm. half of my life. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, mm-hmm. so I would do this thing where I would hit like three year chunks with someone, starting in high school, and there would be like a couple months here or there in between, but I would jump right back into another one. Um, and what I've learned from that, none of them were really like at, at that point, like super horrible or, um, you know, we were, we were all just kids. We were nice enough to one another, um, doing the best we could. Right. Um, lots of codependency, um, lots of, I realized my pattern was, I was the helper. I, I Mm. like to fix people. That, you know, it's so validating to feel like needed and helpful and wanted. And so I would always pick partners that were struggling in some way, shape or form. So I could feel like, oh, so needed and loved and, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. So also that meant that because I was taking so much of my time and putting it into caring for other people and fixing other people's problems and lives, I didn't have to do anything about my own. So it was this great little escapism tool where I didn't have to look at myself or what wasn't working in my life because I was so focused on helping and fixing someone else's. Mm. And so that was like the biggest aha moment. And it literally took me roughly 15 years to get to a relationship that just eventually was so negative. Not again, not really like in a toxic way to me, but just that person had such like a downer view on life and everything Mm. that it really did like suck the joy out of my life until I finally realized like, what am I doing 
what am I doing in this? Why am I hiding from my own life? I had to get to a space where I was finally like, you know, in my late 20s, wanting to, you know, start accomplishing things um, more so than I had and, you know, really starting to adult harder. Um, So that meant I had to stop running away from my own life and creating a relationship with myself. Um, And so I don't, I don't think I necessarily began that right after that relationship ended. (laughs) I definitely jumped into another one a couple months later, but Mm -hmm. that relationship was a shorter relationship. It was my first shorter relationship. It was one of those Romeo and Juliet vibes. So like you meet someone, love at first sight. It's like fireworks. It's crazy. In that sense, it's toxic because it's just, it's so much all at once, you know, as, as a more mature adult now, I, that can't even happen to me because it feels um, fake. It, it feels unrealistic, but obviously at that time it felt like this is my soulmate. I don't care if I've only known you for two days. <laughs> right. That's what this is. We moved in together. It was like this torrid, like five month love affair of just beauty until it got not great. Like it was so great until it wasn't great. Mm. Um, and you know, it was just picking another person that did not have their life together and couldn't keep their life together. And so that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Like, what are these common traits that your ex-partners had? If you could kind of pick up on those, like oh, what's gosh. been consistent? I would say they're all ambitious, mm-hmm. but have some just vast doubt self-doubt okay um and I don't know if I could say that that would be an insecurity or low self-worth um but just something that was holding them back and keeping them in this darker more negative scarcity mindset place gotcha and so you and so kind of like how you fit in there was just kind of providing them with this because you're very positive like you have so much energy and I can kind of see how you would be attracted to sometimes the opposite like where people just kind of take your energy Mm -hmm. from you and not really give too much back yeah um did you feel like you were giving more than you were receiving um, and in certain areas, yeah, it would be, you know, the same conversations over and over again of like what I was needing and not getting. It wasn't necessarily super toxic and across the board, mm-hmm. um, but it was for sure something that, you know, after you ask for it a couple of times and you don't get it, you leave, except I would just stay for a couple more years. Right. Um, yeah, it, it was just really wonderful and almost compulsive for me to set out plans for other people. Like, here, this is how you can fix this. Or this is what you should do to, you know, get more auditions. Or this is how you can get mm. into art school. Or let me organize this portfolio for you. And like, oh, my God. Right. Right. And so to get a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, so when you look back at your childhood, do you feel as if um, you kind of like, is there any correlation between like the partners that you chose and what you got out of that? Or even like, you know, your actions in those relationships, did you feel like you had to be that or do that for your parents growing up? Or what was their relationship like? What's been tricky for me to pinpoint in my childhood is something like before the age of seven, because I know that that's like supposedly where your trauma points lie. (laughs) Um, But pre-seven was like 
pretty fine for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Nothing aggressive, which almost makes it harder. (laughs) But like the trauma point that I can remember the best was that I moved schools when I was 12. Um, like I got my period like weeks before school started, like for the first time. Oh, and man. so like I moved middle schools. I was like 30 minutes away from all of my friends. So like as a 12 year old, that's lifetimes away. Um, and I didn't know anyone. So I, I came into this school where all the kids knew each other from like grade school, from preschool, Um, And I was the outsider. And so I continued to view myself as an outsider, even though I was like the social butterfly that knew everyone but was never in a core group. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really think there was this strong desire and need to be liked. Um, And I think that's where a lot of these relationships came from. So there was this huge fear of not belonging so if I'm in a relationship I feel like I belong I don't have to try and belong to friend groups right um and then just really like severely wanting to be liked and caring what other people thought um, yeah to a certain extent and really thinking I had high self-esteem because I was comparing myself to friends of mine that I had that had even worse self-esteem so I was like I'm fine mm. she's bad <laughs> And right. Like, no, no. We can both be not great. <laughs> Weird how that works. <laughs> yeah, and I guess like the reason why I ask is because I, um, I don't know if you've heard of like attachment systems, adult oh, yes. attachment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm all <laughs> up into that, and um, you know, and it says a lot of people, you know, because I've talked to people and they're like, well, you know, my parents were pretty secure. I had a pretty like stable childhood, and I'm like, okay, but. What I've learned, too, is that you can form these insecure attachments with your relationship. So you could Mm -hmm. be, like, totally fine up until 7 and then have a relationship at 15 or 16 and, you know, just get into the wrong – like, have bad luck and just end up with the wrong guy. Totally, totally. And you're so vulnerable and still developing that then you're like, oh, shit, like, now my whole relationship – perspective is skewed because this mofo like ruined it for me oh my gosh yeah yeah absolutely so do you think like some of these relationships that you had just kind of yeah did that in terms of skewing I mean it it definitely Mm -hmm. could if we're talking about attachment theory I am for sure an anxious attachment Mm -hmm. style that's how I grew up and my very first serious boyfriend in high school was definitely also anxious like oh, really the most needy so like dear lord did I feel validated but like oh god how much <gasps> how wow. needy he was so I mean mm. he had other issues and so that was kind of like the most extreme and after that this is kind of the first time I'm putting this together every single person I dated after that was avoidant interesting mm-hmm. okay and yeah. do you think it was because you felt so suffocated yeah, or like okay <laughs> even though I'm like jailing myself in these relationships in the first place right there had to be the game of like chasing someone I suppose while still somehow feeling validated because I'm helping them right um, yeah <laughs> so that that was a whole a whole journey like it really is a push and pull cycle that like you have to leave the relationship to get out of it's really it's really difficult to um I guess 
I don't want to say guide someone into being stable or like educate them into being stable, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, we're mm-hmm. all on our own journey to become stable. And so if you're with someone who's not, it's, it's just much more difficult. Yeah. So what advice would you give to those that are like still on this journey of, um, you know, getting out of these relationships or trying to, what would you suggest for them to do? Okay. So what I had to do was choose myself. Mm, Nice. So that's, that's it. I, and for me choosing myself the first time I, you know, began that when I began that journey, it felt very selfish because I was so not used to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think ideally it was selfish at a certain point, like the pendulum should swing before it settles back down into something that's balanced. But yeah, I, I really truly had to, had to pick myself and my joy and my bliss and move into what felt good for me over other people and over what other people thought of me. And so I'm a, I'm a talker. So I really want everything in my brain to be said and heard and understood, which sometimes is really good when you're leaving relationships because like both of you are able to get everything out on the table. Mm. Um, but yeah, you really just have to focus on you. You like, you really have to choose yourself. Yeah, um, I totally agree with yeah. that. And how long did it take for you? Cause I, I bet that was so uncomfortable after yeah. like so long, you know, feeling as if that was like a selfish act. Yeah. Cause I felt that too. I felt mm-hmm. that too. And I felt bad every day. Like mm-hmm. I was letting this person down or I was being mean or like, you know, but so how long did it take for you to, to feel okay with that and to feel comfortable and eventually feel like empowered? Like, damn, I chose myself and that was the best decision I could have ever made. Yeah. I would say about four years ago was when I started that journey. Mm. Um, and I told myself I was going to be single for a year and that like, yes. was literally impossible. <laughs> 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 no, but I haven't had any long-term relationships right, in those right. four years. They've been much, much shorter because I've been able to, you know, nice. choose myself and see what is and isn't working for me and not stay in relationships for three years that for no purpose. Mm. Um, but yeah, it took practice for me, um, speaking my feelings and my truth. So I didn't have a lot of practice speaking into my own feelings, let alone like knowing what they were. So I think for me, that was step one into acting on that. Like I had to sit with myself. I had to find out what I liked and what I didn't like. I had to feel my feelings. I had to meet myself, honestly, and get to know myself. Um, And then I had to verbalize that to humans. And so that took like a year and a half. I had to have like a couple little dating relationships here or there. I had like a more long-term summer relationship. And that's the relationship where I learned how to speak my words. It was Mm -hmm. like the serious conversations we had about like open relationships and love and dating and just everything that I'm so not used to speaking about because I'm terrified of conflict and so Um, anything that even remotely felt like fearful or vulnerable I just wouldn't speak into it like you can tell me everything but like I'm not gonna (laughs) I'm not gonna meet you there with my same words and feelings and emotions because that's scary so I literally had to have like a 
a weekly conversation with this like six month relationship to get over the hurdle of being scared to speak my feelings and my truth. Like I had to practice it. And what happened when you actually started to, you know, verbalize oh gosh what you were feeling it was nerve-wracking yeah um but it got it was easier each time and I did realize that every time I was vulnerable and I spoke spoke my truth regardless if it created an argument or not it brought us more together Mm. afterwards and it it creates bonding so like being your vulnerable true self and sharing that with someone regardless if it's what they want to hear or not is going to create bonding right and what I tell people too is like whether it because sometimes it could also show you the other person's true colors like they might just not accept it or Uh get defensive or whatever so like you might as well like vocalize it because you're gonna find out if it's gonna like you said bring you two closer or this person's just not gonna you know, he's just not worth it because yeah. he's not listening to yeah, you. Yeah, it's going to be a win-win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I totally understand that. I think like the sharing what's on your heart and how you're feeling, that could be so scary because, you know, you face rejection or you face misunderstanding or you face, you know, a possibility of pain. But that's so cool that you, you know, chose to do it anyway and got so much out of it. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely took it definitely took practice. And, you know, sometimes you're going to overshare. Yeah. You're going to undershare like you just figure it out with experience, which is why dating is like that's the good side of dating. Mm-hmm. That's like the only good side of dating. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so tell me, how has dating been for you? Yeah. How's dating experience like- for you now? My first dating experience was maybe, like, oh, hi, my little puppy dog, um, was like two to three years ago um, when I like began the dating apps and okay. I could not meet someone that wouldn't ghost me. Really? It was no way. hilarious. <laughs> Are you serious? So yeah. This was three years ago? Yeah. This two, was three like, years ago? yeah, this was roughly like two, three years ago. And like the pattern was astounding. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, like it's it, a horrible experience. It's, it's so like it's it went anywhere from like you know, of course, like after a couple of dates, if you're not interested in someone, like you can kind of ghost. That's okay, whatever. But mm-hmm. like I had experienced that up until like the moment you sleep with someone, they disappear. Like a couple months later, mm-hmm. up until like seeing someone weekly for multiple months, and then them going on a trip and never hearing. Them oh again. my god! Yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, finally, after like an aggressive, like, I don't know, four, six months of this, I'm like, what am I not learning? Mm, <laughs> like, yeah, good this question. Is, this is the same pattern over and over again. Like, WTF is it? Um, and so what I came up with was that I was like, I was connecting to people too quickly. I was kind of doing the same thing, but instead of jumping into relationships, I was jumping into bed with people Mm. and it didn't work for me um, because it just like, it totally shifts the tone of 
the dating experience unless like you magically find someone that's like immediately also in love with you and somehow you're magically on the same page of life and everything which is like (laughs) so rare (laughs) right so would you say that usually doesn't work when you like jump right into bed with because I've had that happen too oh totally I would say I would say nine times out of ten it doesn't work like we've all had relationships where like you know the sexuality has come in first Mm -hmm. and like it's Mm -hmm. lasted a long time so it's not impossible but like making someone wait and not even making someone wait but creating boundaries so I don't even think it has anything to do with necessarily like how quickly you have sex like third date or sixth date or like three months later I think it has to do with you voicing boundaries because creating boundaries shows that you're a human that knows what they do and do not want and it creates respect Mm, within the other person so if you're not creating respect and you're not showing like that you're an adult then that's not gonna click with them they're just gonna Mm. you know enjoy their time and like go along with the flow but what's what's helped me from that is like you really do have to like treat yourself like a fucking queen yeah and then other people will but like they're not going to if you don't because why you know you're not making them (laughs) right right and so when did you come to this realization Oh gosh, that was probably so that was like right after that chunk of dating. So two two ish okay. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, was it just like so you like had this realization and then did it change? Did yeah, it after change? that it was Whoa. a pendulum swing to like you don't get any of this. <laughs> wow. Were you happy or not? I mean, Were you like it action was, to no action? <laughs> I was loving it because uh-huh. I was like don't you think you can get this like fine piece of goddess in like 24 hours like it was it was hilarious I was I was almost like offended all the time but not in a bad way it was just funny I went on this trip to Greece with like a huge group of people lots of hot single guys lots Mm. of hot single girls and like the fact I knew it was a vacation and like people have one fun and stuff but the fact that like someone thinks that they can like sweep me off my feet in like a 24 hour period at that point in my life was like laughable. I was like, Mm. no way, dude, there's no possible way. This can be that easy. Don't even think it can be. It's hilarious that you do like, it's not going to happen. So like my pendulum swung like hard. (laughs) Um, But that was like this huge empowering moment for me. It was the first time that I was like dancing by myself, for myself, having Mm. a blast, just like joyfully in my body and in my space and like not needing attention from anyone else and not needing validation from anyone else. So I was relishing in it. Wow. That is so cool. And did you notice like once you started to like embody this goddess queen, like self-love um woman did you notice uh, a different reaction from men oh yeah you did <laughs> like immediately really yeah in what sense tell um, us more tell us more <laughs> well it was like when you tell someone they can't have something they want it more right. mm-hmm. so it's just like simple psychology on a certain level um so that was definitely something I noticed especially when the pendulum was swinging harder like that um and gosh, like this last year or two is going to be an absolute mind-boggling blur to me of even remembering what has transpired. Really? But 
it's definitely um it's definitely settled now and the last so that was what like two years ago so following that I kind I took a vow of celibacy um so this year at the beginning of the year I stopped drinking doing any kinds of drugs um and dating and having sex um and some other like smaller things oh wow wait when was the start date um some of it started in January and some of it started in May and it was roughly for about six months, four to six oh, months. Wow. That's so amazing. Mm-hmm. And what made you want to do that? Well, there was health issues that I was going through mm. and all of my hippie friends were like, you're purging. It's great. Mm. <laughs> I <was> like, I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> uh-huh. So part of it was like, don't put booze in my body. I already wasn't drinking that much. Um, don't put drugs in my body because that's obviously not good for your immune system either. Um, so that was like, I was already doing that to be healthier and I wanted to practice keeping my word to myself. Mm. Um, so half of it was practicing saying no in social situations and otherwise just to like slowly build up my self-confidence and keeping my word, um, and like respecting myself and what I want in life. Because if I go back on my word that I'm not going to be able to create what I want. Right. And then I also, I took out the relationships dating and sex because I knew those were my escapes Mm. so part of it was saying no and I chose easy things that I already wasn't really doing and part of it was the hard thing (laughs) to say no to because I I knew when life got hard that those are the things that I find safety in so I don't have to deal with life Mm. um and luckily I was so busy doing self-development work and like leadership programs that like I really didn't have a chance to kind of do any of the things regardless Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a huge proponent in supporting me with dating when I did start dating again. And I still had the mindset of like, I'm not going to jump into bed with someone. Um, I really do want to get to know people first. Um, you know, you get to have that like fiery love feeling, but you also, you know, sometimes it doesn't start immediately. Sometimes you get to know people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really was allowing myself space to like truly find someone compatible instead of just finding someone who liked me or finding someone that like I liked. Right. Right. And so you bring up a good point too, because you having this period just for yourself of celibacy, um, what helped you, it seems like just you putting energy into more self-development stuff. Like you had this other outlet that was really healthy. Um, And I'm just trying to think like for people that are listening, like Mm -hmm. things that they could resort to or do if they choose to, you know, also take this path of like not dating as much or, you know, not jumping into relationships. Like how can they feel secure? Like where can they get the sense of security that, you know, we usually tend to, seek and like one night stands or going on dates or relationships. Yeah. So with the self-development work that I was doing, it was with like a large community here in Los Angeles. So I was able to build and create community. Mm, So I I think that's huge to have more people around you, to have a larger support system around you. So I don't care where you find that community. You can like, you know, go on Facebook and find a cool Facebook group that meets up or like go to Venice and like find surfers if you're a surfer, you know, whatever, 
whatever hobby or passion you have, like just go meet people and create more of a support system. Spirituality is great. Meditation and yoga. Those are lovely communities. Um, If you're Mm -hmm. religious, like finding a church, just like building the community of people around you was hugely supportive to me and meditation too. Like I finally started a meditation practice. Mm, Um, I I had always done it here or there, but I had never really given myself space, like an intentional space to kind of be with myself and meet myself and feel my feelings and see what's going on to be able to like, you know, process that quickly. So I'm not, you know, jumping on a dating app because I'm bored. That's what I found out. Right. I, I wanted to open it, not because I wanted to meet someone, but because I was bored. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so now that you are, well, before we, we talk about that, so mm-hmm. can you share with us some of your today, some of your self-love um, like activities or rituals that you do. Oh, so sure. You meditation, which is awesome. Yes. I love Vedic meditation because it doesn't really have any rules. Um, you just get to get comfy and like put your phone in front of you and eye it every, every so often. So you're meditating for roughly like 20 minutes and thoughts can come or go. Like you don't have to breathe a certain way. You don't have to think nothingness or think certain thoughts. Um, When you learn Vedic meditation, they usually give you a mantra to repeat that helps you kind of drop in. Mm -hmm. Um, But the concept is really just to like sit there quietly and and relax and let yourself, you know, drop in when you can and you're going to go in and out. And 20 minutes later, you should feel like really beautifully refreshed, (laughs) like Mm. no rules. Just don't lay down because then your body thinks you're sleeping and not meditating. It's a different (laughs) it's a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so that was that was big doing like Gala Darling's beautiful like morning gratitude practice was wonderful. So just speaking my gratitude in the morning has helped a lot. Um, yoga. I do hot yoga all the time and mm, it's, it, it feels like meditation and like healthy workout. So I, I feel like I get both at the same time when I'm able to do that. Um, just stretching. I like to do um, affirmation stretching in the morning. So I kind of blend two things together. So I'll just use the time that I'm stretching to speak affirmations to myself. So I'll be in like pigeon pose for 30 seconds and I'll be saying, you know, I am worthy. I am beautiful. I'm going to try that. Yeah, right? (laughs) I'm I'm just like jamming things together. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so great yeah so, you know like speak gratitude when you're in the yeah. shower like yeah. anchor it to something that you do every morning so you remember oh um, I like that and I like to meditate right when I wake up like I'll just slide up on my headboard and like put a pillow behind my back and you know meditate mm-hmm. for 20 minutes otherwise it's really difficult for me to stop my day to meditate but we'll get yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get it. It's so funny because as you're saying this, I can totally, I feel like we had kind of the same um, experience in terms of healing, Mm. like, because I also joined these self-development, you know, these like communities and learning more about myself and like that really helped. And then I also did the hot yoga and my meditating (laughs) and like, I'm hearing and I'm like, whoa, we had like similar healing experiences. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But those are, I mean, I totally recommend those too. They were obviously it's helpful. Yeah. And what was big for me was being intentional with my free time, um, mm-hmm. which is, which is still tricky to like 
kind of like schedule my day out all of it I suppose so even if I have like three free hours to instead of just be like oh yes I have three free hours I get to like relax and like do whatever to be like for the first hour I'm gonna do my laundry while I write something and then for the second hour I'm going to meditate and take a nap and then for the third hour I'm going to read a book like even being intentional with my free time has made such a difference as opposed to just like crapping away your free three hours on Instagram. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally. And so you've noticed this huge shift in your life since you've started incorporating these different practices and self. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just giving yourself the time and the space to be with yourself in any way really changed things for me really like really allowed me to get to know myself and find that little girl inside and like fill out my body fully for the first time Mm, that's so beautiful and now like in terms of dating I'm sure you have more of an idea (laughs) of what it is you want and so how has that been um, it's been so wonderful and interesting. Um, so I'm definitely able to exit dating relationships quicker mm, um, yeah. than I was before because I see what I do and don't want. And even within those, like even if I'm dating someone for like three weeks or four weeks and, and we part – I still am so grateful for that experience because I just learned so much of what I do want and like the few things that didn't work out that I didn't want. So that's been, that's been really nice. And I've noticed that the first dates that I have gone on, we have had such different conversation because I am showing up differently to the date. So I am bringing conversation and topics up that force the other person and myself to go deeper. Oh, I love that. And so that's what they're going to do. And so then if we stick around one another for the next couple of weeks, it just continues that vibe of going deeper, deeper and learning about one another and learning about ourselves. Um, And so that's been really beautiful. And like communication is like the cheat code to life it's it's really crazy once you jump through the first fire of like oh it's scary speaking Mm -hmm. my feelings it Mm -hmm. just it's man it's like that's what conscious relationships are I kind of went through this phase of like I don't even know what love is anymore like this is stupid like all of the rules don't even exist no one has to get married blah 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 ethical non-monogamy like all of these new things that are being thrown at me and it's like no relationships are just a conversation there's Mm. no rules there's no like there's no container except the one that you create with your word each day and Mm. each time so no relationship should mirror another everyone gets to be created with the words you speak to one another that's how you create the container for that relationship. And it gets to be whatever you want to create. And they're either on board or they're not. But through speaking, like, you're not going to get what you want unless you speak it. Right. Exactly. So it really is the cheat code to, like, finding out if someone's right for you quicker or, like, molding a relationship into what you want quicker. 
or in general. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally and completely agree. I'm actually reading a book right now. Um, it's called I think it's called The Power of Emotions, Ooh. but it's by Esther Hicks. So Ooh, it's like all her. about manifesting. Yes. <laughs> and she brought up a really good point. Um where well I think it was her husband who was narrating it Mm -hmm. but anyways so they talk about you know dating and how if you want to find your person like you have to go into the dating game like with high energy and go into it as you know I'm meeting this person and I'm you know we're gonna have a great conversation and um, just getting the best out of it and really when you're dating you're really just learning what you want and what you don't want. So it's a learning experience, exactly what you said. And I think if we just shift, because I know friends that, you know, they go on one date, the guy isn't cool. And they're like, I'm done with dating, right? (laughs) Like just this negative spiral of like, I'm done. Life sucks. I'm never going to find love. And it's like, dude, like no wonder why you're still single, Yeah, you know, like that's not good. You yeah. tried changing it um, or changing your thought process when it comes to it. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because you have such a good attitude. <laughs> I I mean, I can proudly say that I don't recall ever having a bad day. Right. That so, because of how you went into it. Yeah. Right? Because I'm all like, I love connecting with people. So regardless if this ever turns into a second date, I'm going to enjoy getting to know you. And I think that's like, that's the key for dating is like, don't be interesting, be interested, like actually Mm. try and get to know someone, you know, create a human, be a human, enjoy being a human, meeting another human, see what happens. Oh, I love that. You have such a good attitude and perspective on life. I'm so glad that you came on here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's taken a lot of work and a lot of practice and it's lovely now. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm so glad that you're like in a good place and you're reaping everything that you've sown and I'm sure so many more amazing things are going to come into your life. Thank you. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's good guys it's it's real good to speak your truth because then you're met with either a yes. lesson that's gonna you know bring you even further or the right person like the right person shows up when you speak them into existence 100 percent. I love that I love mm-hmm. that and for any of your affirmations do you um like are you trying to manifest someone into your life right now or are you just kind of like so I have someone that's really wonderful in my life right now oh, so I'm like okay. really set at the moment okay um but for that it definitely was a practice Oh, yeah, this is what I did not too long ago. I might even have a video of it on my Instagram. Something something sparked. So, like, I have been dating this last year. Wonderful people. Some of it got toxic in conversations or, like, they had their own problems to deal with. But I really did see and experience characteristics of a partner that I had not before that I really enjoyed and that I really wanted. So instead of beating myself up and being like, this didn't work or like we broke up and like mama, 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 like Mm -hmm. I saw, I saw such a great future or like whatever the heck it was. I just wrote down everything I was so grateful for that I loved in that other person. So, I mean, the relationship could have blown up. um, But I, I would write down, like I just right before the new year, I just journaled like anyone that I dated this year, which because I was celibate and not dating wasn't too many. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wrote this whole list of exactly what I loved about them. 
like what, what they brought to the table that I absolutely loved and wanted and I had obviously like created my perfect partner and like other journaling prompts yeah. and stuff and so just really focusing on the gratitude and the positives of what I received from those um, experiences and interactions with them like allowed me to have fun and live in the moment and find someone that's meeting me in the same place um, that has all of those characteristics. Mm, that is so beautiful. And that like is so, no so expectations beautiful. is really huge too. Like yeah. to speak your words, but also just enjoy, <laughs> yeah. enjoy the journey. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for all the amazing tips. And You're welcome. I've hope, I hope they support. <laughs> yeah, they totally, totally will. I'm like on board with all of it. So I really, really appreciate that. And how do, um, you know, how does the audience find you? If someone's looking to learn more about maybe your show or your podcast, or yeah. what you're up to. So on all of the internet and socials, I am Megan Lee Joy, M-E-G-A-N-L-E-E-J-O-Y. Um, and that's like YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I'm really mostly on Instagram now. Sorry guys. (laughs) (laughs) One, one app at a time for me. Um, and then my show is called find your joy. So find your joy TV on the internets and on Instagram as well. And hopefully on a podcast not hopefully for sure on a podcast soon (laughs) that's so cool and I'll add that information in the show notes too so Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. I hope that you gained some wisdom from it that you can apply into your own life. If you could please subscribe and leave me a rating or a review, that would mean so much to me. And stay tuned for next time.